Hello, hello, and welcome to yet another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by me, Phil, my friends, Bianca, and Drew. Unfortunately, there is no Kent this week. He's actually out celebrating the fact that he wasn't shot by the government. How lucky is he? Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? How excited are we about this week's episode? It's one year on from COVID-19. And it's the Snyder Cut. And we haven't been shot. Yeah, actually, I haven't been shot this week because I was at that protest. Yes, you were. I'm very, very glad that I wasn't shot. Now, in fact, as a reward for that, um, you've got a punishment. (laughs) Now, to remind everyone, last week during our uh, part one of sorts, our quasi part one uh, to this week's episode, which was about anti-vax and again, introducing to you what the Justice League Snyder Cut was, um, Drew was being punished uh, for saying the previous administration's name yes. um, and, and then I got then, excited then Bianca got excited and said that Drew did a very good job at passing his punishment um, for, saying. for saying that by saying the thing that she wasn't supposed to say so her punishment is up this week and can I say in further uh, review of the audio Drew did not complete his challenge he failed this is true Boo. it is embarrassing and I welcome my next punishment yes. for it That'll be next week. And so we do this in chronological order. That will be next week, Drew, because Bianca's up this week. Drew, do you remember what Bianca's punishment is for this week? I, I do indeed. So, Bianca, we have given you... I, I don't think of it as a punishment. I think of it as a fun challenge. Um, we would like you to accomplish some alliteration today. Oh, now, okay. Now, we're, go- we're going to explain this a little further. It's not simply some alliteration. We need some solid three-level alliteration. Like some Peter Piper-esque? Something along those lines, but you you need to basically have at least 10 sentences in the show where you provide at least three words in the sentence that form alliteration. I don't know if Philip remembers this, but I'm actually a queen at saying Peter Piper. Well, that's why. That was well, one of the things I used to do in drama. Well, you can do time. this then. You can say this because I you don't can, want. You can show that off for us right I want now. Fresh one, and that will be your first one. Can Peter Piper be happy- my first one? Because that's just a talent of mine that I can say it really fast. I'm happy to okay. give her this as yes. her first. And we all, this is one. You've yeah, we were just discussing there. how I can speak really fast, so I'm actually kind of excited for this. I just got to think of some. Okay, yeah. hold on. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickle peppers. Peck of pickle peppers. Peter Piper picked. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickle peppers. Where's a pick of pickle peppers? Peter Piper picked. Brilliant. One down, Please cue in some applause for that yes, one. Jeez, that was <laughs> Thunderous applause. Really good. Um, yes, yeah, so you need to do 10. So I want 10 of them. Um, an example of weaving it in, because I want this. I mean, you can say them at Lib whenever you need to or wherever you want to if you think of it, but I also want to see this kind of try and weave it in as much as you can. Again, we're yeah. talking about COVID. So if you said something along the lines of, um, uh, I, I don't know, um, COVID's Cantonese chaos. In talking about the fact that it affects China and parts of China where they speak Cantonese. So things like that. I want to see. I feel like the former administration would have said something like that. I'm sure they would have. I'm not going to get to. I'm going to be doing that. I'm thinking too much about the fact that I haven't said it yet and I don't want to say it. So because I'll do terribly at these challenges. Anyway, shall we get on with the show? I can't wait for him to get one. (laughs) Won't happen. Don't trample on this idea, Drew. See? <laughs> wow. I like what you did there. I like um, let's it. Let's get on with the show. Shall we get to some COVID one year on? That's COVID one niner one year on. I, I think we should. So I, I need to ask you guys something before yes. we, well, as we start this. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember what we were all doing one year ago? One year ago to the day or one year ago to the period of time? Approximately. The week before... I mean, Phil, you were in the UK, obviously, but Phil, uh, Drew, the week before we went to coronavirus lockdown, you and I were actually at a party together. We were. Yeah. We had one of the last parties before coronavirus hit. And that's true. I had, because March is a big month for me. I have like 10 birthdays Mm. all in this month. So I went to our mutual friend Carmen's birthday party. Of course. And then I had my sister-in-law's birthday and then I had my mother's birthday dinner. And my mother's birthday dinner was the morning of when people were like, that morning, everyone in the country was like, oh, we were, you know, we're about to go to lockdown. We're about to go to lockdown. We don't know. Maybe we will. Blah, blah, blah. The morning after my mom's birthday, uh, coronavirus lockdown was called. No one was supposed to go to work. Everyone was supposed to stay inside. We were shut down for an indefinite amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember everyone at my mom's party well, we just went out to dinner, was staring at us because we're ethnic. So we do the double kiss and we mm-hmm. hug and embrace mm-hmm. and everyone was just looking at us with mild panic on their face because mm-hmm. they're like, we won't be able to do that soon. And now it's one year later on the 20th. Yes. And yeah, now we're here. How did we get here is the question. Well, a lot happened. A lot happened. In fact, if you asked me yeah. what, what I was doing one year ago, I don't believe the UK was in lockdown yet. I think that the UK was still... Ignoring coronavirus. Yeah, we're just ignoring Oh, the UK was reality. in denial. Um, ignoring its reality and thinking along the lines of, ah, oh, nah, it'll be fine. I mean, and if you think about the, the kind of attitude that I had very early on to it, it was along the lines of, uh, not that it's not real, but uh, come on, like there are different illnesses all the time and different things that are about. And, and I kind of just got caught up in the whole, what's the government thinking is therefore that's what I think. There's no need um, for the sort of panic that there was. When in reality, there, there was. And, and I, there, there's no two ways about it. It is more severe and it is more lethal than a common cold or common flu. So, um, or seasonal flu, I should say. There's no common flu. Um, so I think that it, 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 there was need for, for the panic and, and what, what we've seen for the last year. It, it changed a lot for the world. Um, but yes, no, here we are, one year on. One year on. I think from the beginning, we certainly felt like it was the it was of a sim- similar scale to mm-hmm. mad cow disease or SARS or MERS like uh, previous viruses that had made their way out but had not engulfed the world the yes. way this wound up doing so I I mean, I mean you the- know they they realized after they finally realized that what was actually happening the comparison was made fairly quickly to 100 years previously with the Spanish flu. What's interesting as well as a little side note um, before we kind of crack on to the segment is that, again, as a kid growing up and then as a teenager and so on, living life in Australia, we hadn't really been affected by any previous um, epidemic. No. Um, you know, SARS didn't affect Australia. Equine influenza did, but it only affected the, the horse racing industry. Remember that year of um, yeah. the Melbourne Cup where it was just this... Yep really kind of quiet event because mm. there's this most of the horses had been affected yeah yep. so we just all, all those that were meant to enter australia weren't allowed to in case they had the, the virus um we had um the swine flu was was almost a joke to us we were sort of see we saw what was happening in mexico and almost thought oh, no, i get a, a pig flu <laughs> like that that's funny why would that affect us over here but but the reality ebola is the same um you know, bird flu as well. Again, I still remember, I've said it many times in the show as a kid growing up and watching um, 
on BTN behind the news, they were talking mm. about uh, KFC being called K- Kentucky Fried Fish. You know, that was the change that I saw and I thought it wasn't. Bird flu happened at the same time that bird lice broke out at my school. Mm. And I was young enough that I, I mean, I think we were in primary school when it all happened. Yeah, bird flu, yes, we're in Yeah, and I used to get confused with bird lice and bird flu. I was like, what's the difference? What's the difference? (laughs) Like, they're both affecting me. Yeah, but but that's it. I mean, we, we... this one's different because, I mean, we, we, we think or suspect that it came out of China somewhere. We're not entirely sure, but we know, um, or again, in, in further investigation, fairly certain that this came from some sort of um, bat meat. Um, I, where they, they, they get it from what? In, in China, they, they tend to have, um, what are they called? Wet markets. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so we, and, and often what wet markets are, they're, they're often in areas of, of um, poorer economical situation, I guess, um, which well, means not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's more like the types. Of think about the fish find. markets. Yes, it's somewhat like that, but not as the fish markets in Australia are very well. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kept. Kept. Yes, pretty much. Yes. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, laws and stuff that make sure that we keep the meat in proper areas we can't keep them for more than certain days they have live animals mixing with dead animals and live animals tend to you know Mm -hmm. have fecal matter and all that and Mm -hmm. look it's not always the case in wet markets again we have wet markets in australia it's just that these particular Mm -hmm. wet markets possibly had the well, the, the other thing, the other thing that's an issue is because of um, fresh kills that happen in wet markets. There's a lot of disease from um, blood um, or exposed wounds. There are a lot of diseases that jump um, animal species to animal species. Um, often, you'll find that animals that are infected with some sort of disease are kept in incredibly close proximity to another animal, um, and therefore the disease kind of spreads like that throughout the market. Um, it's just the nature of a wet market um, in somewhere like this where mm. there isn't um a lot of uh, like safety or health standards that, that they have to live up to so therefore they don't really provide the the opportunity for separation or segregation of animals and um and keeping things as clean as possible they kind of they're quite efficient businesses they're not interested in you know following these high standard practices that that exist in other countries because it's just not something they can afford to do or they can get away with doing at the time pretty yeah. much um i, I didn't know this and Carmen was explaining to it. So our friend Carmen, um, she went to China. And one of the reasons why they in China they do eat a lot of things is because the years that they went through a famine mm-hmm. where the Chinese government just didn't have food for them. They had um, to find other means. They had to they could they had to eat whatever the hell they yep. could eat. And that's fair. So I don't blame the situation that we're in be on someone because oh they're eating something that's foreign and weird no 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 not at all that that's literally i totally understand why it's there yeah kind of came out of a societal need yeah it could have been anything just unfortunately if it came from a bat bats often hold more disease than anything else so Mm. it's just unfortunate that's where we've kind of come from um so do you guys know what other so the problem is with this is that we actually we 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 suspect highly Mm -hmm. scientists have all suspected highly that it may have come from bats yeah, we don't know for sure, though. We don't know for sure. No one really knows for sure. Do you guys know what other things, apart from the wet markets and the mm. bats, obviously, that people suspect the coronavirus came from? I heard <laughs> mentioned, um, what is it, a, a pangolin. I keep thinking of a penguin, but I don't know what a pangolin is exactly, but I've heard someone mention something like that. It looks like an aardvark, 
crossed with an armadillo. Could it be then if that's more of a mammal? You reckon? As a yeah. Mammal? yeah. If it's more of a mammal, could we have kind of a... I don't want to say it, but the AIDS thing came from someone being inappropriate potentially with uh, animal. Could this have come from something like that? South Park uh, did a very funny episode about this, the coronavirus right. episode, and they actually did it. Um, so in the previous season, uh, Stan's mm-hmm. father... Yeah. I th- is it Stan's father? Yes. Ran- Randy is Randy. his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Randy uh, went to Disney and had an argument with Disney because Disney was pissed off that he was selling marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he went to Disney and you know how Mickey Mouse is the head of Disney in mm-hmm. South Park? Mm-hmm. They did like a wild weekend in China and it was Stan who fucked the bat. Oh, and then then they were like, oh, well, and then they were like, oh, well, it wasn't a bat. And he's like, oh, thank God, it wasn't me who started coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then they showed another flashback of him fucking a pangolin, which is how I know it looks like an aardvark. Right. And so then it mixed with a from that. Yeah. And I just thought that was a funny way of doing it. That's funny. But That's yes. Good. I like that. So came from an animal that might have been an aardvark or an armadillo. Not the best one, but I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that theory. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, compared, yes. to the, compared to some others. What do you mean? You're talking about conspiracies here? Yes. That <laughs> thing we don't talk about on the show anymore. <laughs> what? The... Uh, the 5G towers or something like that. Oh, I can't believe that was such a thing. Ah, the QAnon. I oh. mean, 4G towers had conspiracies. 3G towers had conspiracies. Mm. The internet had conspiracies. Remember when there was the thing about phones and um, popping popcorn? Yep. Jesus Christ. Oh, I think they did a Mythbuster episode about that. Yeah, and it's bullshit. Yep. Yeah, of course it's, it's bullshit. But package. I do wonder, will your mobile actually blow up a petrol station? It... Could have, but not anymore. Yeah. There's just, and there's never, ever, ever been a recorded case of that happening ever. But there's been a lot of faked versions. Yes. There's the fear because of the signals. It will, I don't know. What's it meant to do? Set off a spark of the gas? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't believe that the 5G tower would mm. cause painfully potent patients. Yeah. But what's also interesting is that um, South Korea, which was the first country to actually launch 5G, mm. didn't get a case of COVID um, until February 19th, which was long after China had it. Like three months before, China had COVID-19 and then suddenly everyone was like, nope, it's the 5G. I don't think so. I think if the country that's reporting no cases of it, which is the only country that has 5G, I think that there's no connection there, to be honest. Yeah, they have 5G yep. for the longest. Yep. It's a little and bit they like had no cases. It's like what we were talking about a little bit last week with um, anti-vaxxers and stuff. There's... There's this idea that opinion is worth the same as fact thanks to social media. And this is exactly where this kind of thing came up, I think. Now, One of my favorite um, conspiracy theories was that China was testing bacterial warfare and just failed and tested it on their own people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find this one funny because, I mean, not that I don't think China would do that, but it's just like they created this entire situation mm-hmm. and I think they lost the most out of it. Yeah, they did. And this is where we're getting into a murky area between what is a conspiracy theory and what actually has possible grounds for being accurate. Mm. Because between the idea of China potentially testing bacterial warfare Mm. or even America doing it. See, America is a bit more... um, If America hadn't been like the number one hotspot for coronavirus... 
I would totally believe maybe America no, did No, I it. believe it. That I, I, I would, would believe it. I, I would, yeah, I would believe it even with the amount of deaths that America's had. And under the, the, sort of under the that, previous administration at the time. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that would happen. You know, I almost said the thing then. Oh, my <laughs> You're God. welcome. Thank you, Drew, for butting in at the last minute there. You oh, Drew, welcome. why would you save him? Because uh, he's a good friend. Um, he gets one lifeline. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, I think what's important here, though, is if we have actually actually have a look at what if we're looking at the year we went on a bit of tangent there looking at the different kind of elements of it and, mm. and yeah what's kind of happened but if we look at the year as a whole what's the bad that's come from covid because there is some good or i don't mean good in terms of um man yes you know we we uh, the world's in a better place now i don't mean good like that just some good came from um the situation that we all faced ourselves in because it varied for so many people Different parts of the world had different responses. Different parts of the country and uh, uh, the country and the world um, showed different, different, um, you know, community spirit and growth. We talk, spoke about um, global community not long, not long ago and referenced this. That this is an yeah. element of it. But let's look at the bad first. I think because let's end on a positive thing before we get. To, I think um, we should end on a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. more positive thing. Yeah. Um, I have a pun, but I'm not going to say it because I feel like it's ill taste right now. Um, I'd love to hear it because ill taste is the best kind of pun. Well, this is a this is the statistics on the caucus of coughing coronavirus carriers carefully containing the COVID. <sighs> I can't believe I just did that. You're three down, I think, now. Four. Four down. Oh, I missed one. Okay. Oh, no, three. Because that one didn't really count. The other one. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you're on three. I'm giving you. Um, That's what I've given you. Yeah. So... <laughs> Do you, do you guys remember that almost a year ago I started on the show? Yes. Yep. Because I listened to one of your episodes and I'm like, you guys have gotten it all wrong. Let me come back and correct you with well, statistics. Well, see, that's the thing about Kent and the steering team, which was wonderful, is that we had no idea what we were talking about with no true facts to, 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 to stand on. And um, somehow we still, we're still here. Sounds yeah. a lot like the previous administration for Absolutely four years. Absolutely does. Um, <laughs> sorry, randomly, this yes. is a tangent. Previous administration recently posted a picture of where he doesn't what? have any um, access one, one to of anything. his fo- one of his people took a photo of him and posted it. Is that this one at the dog charity thing? No, it's um, of the previous administration preparing for re-election in twenty twenty four. Is it? Yep. yep. Um, and it's literally of him looking very angry and pointing off to the side. And it said, "This is what a president looks like," and it yeah. and the the comments underneath was, "No, yeah. this is what a man complaining at Denny's looks like." <laughs> Amen. Well so played. good. Classic um, him. But well anyway, played. so back to the statistics. We are going to look at the statistics of four four statistics that I've got: um, the global, the Australian, the US, and the UK. Mm-hmm. Because Flip lived in the UK, the US is very crazy, and Topical Australia is where we well. are. So there are more, but global statistics are since COVID happened. And I remember saying the smallest numbers when we first did this, but since COVID first started, there have been 121,229,797 cases recorded worldwide. From those cases, there have been 2,681,963 deaths. And nine hundred and seventy-seven million seven hundred and eighty thousand <laughs> two hundred and forty-seven recovered. Of the hundred and twenty-one million people that had it, 
Oh, sorry. It's supposed to be a one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's supposed to be a one. <laughs> I'm reading off a thing that I've typed and I'm just... Hang on, even if that's a one, then 177 no, million is still sense. higher. What happened? Oh my god, I got this. I got our backs because at least I'm here. We're going to have to fact check the fact checker. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, wow. One second, guys. We've been so good with this lately and now we're doing this. Well, that's fine. It's um, okay. It's nowhere near that. I thought it was something like 61 million. Maybe it's 77 million that's recovered, but I saw somewhere like 69 million. Look, I'm doing the thing that we always use. Coronavirus. I know. We were so good. Literally speculating. Well, while you guys are going... Oh, here we go. It's 90... Oh, I see what I did there. 97. I doubled the the, the seven. It's 97 million, uh, 780,247. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Um, Then Australia... On with the show. Australia is 29,000 cases... Uh, 29,151 cases. We had a 909 deaths. And what I find most interesting... Most of them were from Victoria. Yeah, 800 and something yeah. of those were from Victoria. Overwhelming. Yep. Which yeah. completely explains why Victoria had such strict I just don't lockdowns. understand why it went so horribly wrong for them, though. How did they end up in that situation? But anyway, that, that's... It was, that the, it was the hotel quarantine. Yeah, but still, I don't understand how that kind of happened here. I, I don't understand, sorry... How it got to the extent that it did. We know there was some dickhead sleeping with the people in the um, hotel building that had... It, it just exploded and that's why they shut everything down. Which is why I find it so sh- weird that so many right-wing nuts thought it was unreasonable. When like, no dude, you guys had the highest cases in Australia. Like, hmm. come down. You earned hmm. this lockdown, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, their lockdown was like for five... 16 weeks. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Anyway. But then US... Well, actually, we'll go to UK first because US has the horrifying numbers. Yes. But UKs yes. are pretty bad too. Um, they had 4,268,821 cases, mm-hmm. uh, 125,690 deaths. That number is climbing rapidly, even it, though they have it, what's funny? What's funny is talking to Sarah um, just this morning. Um, the fact that there's all good news over in the UK, all good news. They're, they've only got about 100 and something deaths every day now. Rather than the uh, the thousand that got to at some point, um, and the fact that it also at the peak when they introduced these harsh lockdowns just around Christmas time, in fact, um, they were having something like sixty thousand cases a day. So that's pretty staggering and pretty horrifying numbers. And they're down to the teens, I think, for thousands. Well, there Ten. are thankfully three million five hundred forty-eight thousand seven hundred and thirty-one cases recovered. So yes. that's a good number that at the very least. Um, it's I, just dramatic. I can't believe it. I mean, again, when you get to the USA, though. Yep, the USA. Give us the numbers, Bianca. <sighs> Jesus. Or don't, you know. <laughs> this is just sad because the UK are being led by someone stupid. The US have a lot of stupid people. I find that that's the difference. Well, the, the difference is... Um, I, I, th- I think it's cruel to say at a time like this, kicking people when they're down. The UK didn't do a great job at it because rules that the government gave out, the government then chose to be very kind of hypocritical of their own regulations and rules. Well, the public, the public listened to that and go with the hypocrisy and go, well, if you're not doing it, why should I do it? I might pause you there because we mm. are going to get to that. Sure. We'll go with the US first. Yep. Um, 30,192,224 cases. Mm-hmm. 500,048, oh sorry, 548,000, 
1,367 deaths, 22,340,389 recovers. You know I hate repronouncing yes. numbers. It's my least can, favorite thing. Yes. But um, Can we just have a look at that for a second? Comparing the numbers, think about the size of the UK versus the size of the USA. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, it's, what, barely a fifth, maybe a quarter of the numbers. And the UK being such a smaller landmass, their population density is off genuinely off yeah off the charts so i that actually makes me a little more terrified of the situation in the uk than mm. anything else mm. well i will say that i think per capita the uk is doing worse than america is the, one of the, worst the percentage in the world. of mm. recovers mm-hmm. in between the uk and the us just by eyeballing it i'm pretty sure the us has less recoveries than the uk which is down to their medical mm team which isn't saying much uh the who's in charge of in the uk at the moment tories yeah they've and basically Morris. decimated the nhs nhs well i think what's interesting to note is that after boris recovered he said you know what i'm going to name my child after the doctors that helped me so he did and then he went a week later let's in, um bring in some cuts to the nhs shall we you mean the guys that just saved your life no worries let's just cut all their funding let's just Let's make them have to pay for parking in places like London, where it's going to cost them like seven pounds an hour. To but it's okay. It'll mean them. more to them to have his child named after them. I would rather burn that child than have that child named after me. If I was working for the NHS, that would have spit in the face, would have slap in the face. How disrespectful! It's disgraceful. Well, the professionals must pay for parking promptly. Absolutely, Bianca. Very well done. Absolutely. Four. Yep, you're on four. Well um, played. Look, yeah. Uh, the, the UK society has a very hard issue with kind of following directives from the government. Mm-hmm. The Australian people, to our credit, as rude to each other as we can be, we kind of have this idea, or we also have very serious tall poppy syndrome here, but we have this idea of do what's best for the greater good. And so we all kind of did get together and do the right thing. And when things shut down, things shut down properly and promptly. Well, Look I wanna, at the US though. Yes, Bianca. I want to talk about mm. the good. Yes. And I think that we can compare what... I think most of the good came out of Australia. Yes. When we're looking at these particular cases. um, We... I think we need to balance the fact that our federal government did Uh shit. Uh Our state governments, Uh as much as I give Bajeklian shit... Uh I'm not pronouncing her name right. Go for it. Um, Or uh, or Anastasia Palaszczuk. There we go. Say that. <laughs> um, we we definitely did better than other countries because mm-hmm. our state governments kind of mm-hmm. came to, which is why Dan Andrews did a really good job when mm-hmm. there was a massive outbreak in when it was needed. Victoria. They stepped in and did the right thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, the Australian government, we it, okay. The, one of the good things is our federal government did shut down Australia quickly, and mm-hmm. we can wear an island. Mm-hmm. Um, they shut down the borders, said, nope, no one's coming in, no one's going out. Uh, yep. You have to come in and go to hotel quarantine. Uh, you And what else was there? Well, you can't go into court. I don't know. I wasn't in the country. True. True. What else do we do? Um, geez, we implemented mask laws very quickly, particularly in Victoria. Okay, but let's just look at those things and how America did it. Yeah. 
America didn't do anything to do with masks, so they thought that it was a conspiracy to get them to... Look how easily they managed to convince the Germans to kill Jews. So, look at us. Let's not wear masks, because that's just the first step. Um, they had the previous administration really pissing on all the recommendations from um, the informants and everything like that as well. Was people thinking they were being anti-establishment when really they were just not using any shred of common sense. Well, unfortunately, common sense isn't common. And they... It took a very long time for the former administration mm-hmm. mm. to announce that he was shutting the borders. Although he did say that mm-hmm. he wanted to shut them down straight away mm. and mm. knew that China was to blame and all this mm. kind of stuff. Um, Rather than just dealing with it, he just tried to dismiss. Yeah. And I think our prime minister did much the same. Yeah. Well, our prime minister is basically an idiot. He he very much... He shits himself at getting Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't, I don't expect much from him. He Maybe did that's sh- how the virus started. Well, probably. He did a shocking job at dealing with bushfires. He did a shocking job at dealing with bushfire relief. He's done a shocking job at dealing with COVID. He's done a shocking job at dealing with women's issues. He's done a shocking job at dealing with his own party issues. But, but you know, in, he did do one thing well. He knew how to shake hands, especially after the incident at Engadine Maccas. Again, oh. maybe that's how this virus got out. Well, he's so good at shaking hands with people, he forces them to. Yeah, uh, look, I, I don't know. I think that uh, we've had a bit of a disaster here. But but again, um, I, if I look at something that Australia did really well, then comparing it to something that happened in the UK, for example, you know the Track and Trace app that's here, the one from RMS that we all use and we just automatically... The good okay, one. No, 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 not, there's two. The, uh, yeah. There are the two. from New South Wales. The there's one. the federal one, which, fun fact, when Carmen and I were in Canberra, every time you went to check in anywhere... Hmm. took you to a link to download the federal app oh god um well i've not used the federal app i've only ever used the new south wales app yeah yep. i've only used the new south wales app the too new south wales one, one is a good one it yeah. makes sense um yeah no i so that one's a really good thing and i find it works really well it's really convenient as drew told us off air they're constantly updating it like you know how we all forget to check out of places yeah. Drew mentioned that it, they make it saying oh do you want to backdate it to when you did check out like this is you can just scroll through and, and yep. put in that time if we look at what's happening in the UK, the UK app is a piece of crap. Um, it's such a piece of crap that our um, the government over there, when there was the strain, the UK strain, which came from South America or South Africa or something like that, it came from somewhere else, but it's called the UK strain because call it the UK strain. Um, when that started going on, someone brought it into the country and there was this mass panic. I'm talking about the UK here. There's mass panic about crap. Someone has this horrible extra strain from South Africa, I believe. Um, and they went, well, let's just look at the data from the app. That's literally the point of the app. And then suddenly it, they didn't find the person. What a shock. They didn't find the person. The data didn't have the person on there. They lost all the data. And they went, crap. Then suddenly, a couple of days later, they said, oh, no, nah, we found him. We got it. And everyone was like, oh, cool. The app works. And they were like, no, they just came forward. We never solved this issue. Someone just, the guy just came forward. And he's already spread it to so many people. And we're stuffed. And then it spread to And online. those people they couldn't trace because the app wasn't working. Correct. Yeah. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. But I think that I think that Australia did a lot of things good. I mean, if you look at the, um, besides ScoMo doing the, um, the, the handshakes all the time because he's an idiot, um, we did have fist bumps. There's a picture in, of, of Parliament, um, probably from a Murdoch paper, of Morrison and Frydenberg, you know, elbow bumping each other and everything mm. you know, that's a big thing even now people are still fist bumping rather than handshaking it's all, i think that's, there's that's also the elbow tap yeah um which came about mm. and 
I don't know. I think... Also, just generally, people were... People here were just following the rules. And when they were seeing the minority causing trouble, they Mm. were stepping into action. They weren't letting retail workers take the hit. They would shame the people that were bullying, that Mm. were doing the wrong thing. Also, what about... um the like loo paper and everything going out we we were like indeed they put laws they, they put, put laws you can in. only take one you can only do yep. this i love the fact that the stores then brought in rules saying you cannot return products that you bought in bulk between these dates no oh, yep. that was funny suck on that, that was brilliant your own i do remember seeing some video of what am i supposed to be doing now with all this toilet paper why did you buy the freaking toilet paper you buy so much i did enjoy watching people floor. rage about that as if they had a just cause Dickheads. i also appreciated the fact that businesses immediately all decided to work from home which was tough because the first city obviously to get struck by the coronavirus was wuhan which is where globally we get all of our technology from so when everyone had to work from there was a shortage of switches bianca nintendo switches not just switches but there was also a shortage of computers and computer screens and monitors because Mm -hmm. they couldn't even order more because wuhan was shut yeah that's pretty disastrous um but what does it all look like now well one night one year later we now yeah. have the vaccines that are getting distributed slowly, but slowly surely. to Australia, but also the idea is, I think, a positive out of Australia. The vaccines aren't coming to us very quickly, nor are they particularly fussed or rushed on getting them out here because the numbers are so low here. Yeah. So, look, it it sucks and it doesn't suck because it means that we can't travel. Mm. Um, we can't travel as quickly as we wanted to, but we are getting the vaccines eventually. Um, the date has been rolled back to, I think, february next year that when we all should have the vaccine Mm -hmm. by um but the world has also gotten used for used to working from home there's a better work-life balance which i think we were lacking a bit in australia Mm -hmm. um because a lot more jobs like me looking at seek and all that when Mm -hmm. i look for jobs a lot more jobs are advertising we work from home Um, which also means like i get more job ads getting thrown to me from like queensland and Northern Territory and more people want... as much where you are. Yeah. It's good. They... it's good to see more opportunity now. Yeah, there is a bit more opportunity. There's more diversity in the job market. Um, I think the one thing that's bad is that the world kind of does feel like a powder keg at the moment. We're all waiting to explode over anything. But that's because we're, we're more kind of reliant on bits of news and anything and anything to just you know, dig into and go nuts over. And I think that's also the fact of we had, we, we were talking about this in global communities, but I don't think we really talked about this side of it, of the fact that we're no longer having the um, water tank. What's it called? Water discussion, water bottle discussion. Water cooler. Oh, the water, water, cooler. water cooler discussion. Yeah. We're no longer having that. You can't go into the office yes. as much and chat with your friends about current affairs and have a joke and all that. Social You're sitting at your house. Comment, uh, social media comment sections are really taking off with this idea of just go there and have our comment there. Yeah, because you're sitting there. in your house and you have no one else to vent to. And, you know, you and your partner might vent the exact same thing, but it doesn't feel as satisfying than no. to tell someone off. I mean, we, we we talked about this already previously, but the, the first big case of that that hit us was Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah, true. We, we all wanted to talk about Tiger I think that's why Australian Twitter is now exploding comparatively to about two years ago. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere. It's water cooler stuff. Yeah, it's basically the water cooler stuff that we're missing out on in our offices. Mm. You know what? Actually, what I think would be a really big kind of topic if we're all in our office talking about water coolers um, on, on Monday um, would probably be Justice League. 
The Zack Snyder, cl- Snyder cut. Oh. That's the one. I think she was going to talk about clut? that. She said yes. a lot of things. Um, oh, I reckon, guys, I think we've spoken long enough about... Um, Coronavirus COVID. one year on. Yes. Uh, I think we should come back from our commercial and our What the Quote with a little bit of uh, Justice League Snyder Cut reviewing. Just just a little bit? or Tiny before we go, I just want to thank all of our listeners and everyone who's just been like in the last year. Just everyone in general. Because as shit as the last year has mm. been... We did somehow all get it through it together. And it is a massive deal. The last 12 mm. months feel like they went forever. Mm. And just think everyone deserves to like clap for themselves and pat themselves on the back because big deal. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. Anyway, here's a commercial. You've heard of bath salts. Now prepare for a spicy new twist on bath time with bath peppers. Our secret blend of seductive spicy minerals will have you blushing red in the bath for all new reasons. Come rediscover the heat of bath time with Bath Peppers. Available now from all good Rubber Ducky Bath Time retailers. Now it's time for our What the Quote. If you recall, last week's quote went a little something like this. Ooh, that's a bingo. And that was Hans Lander from Inglorious Bastards. Classic. Indeed it was. Hey, Bianca, what about this week's quote? Imagination. Life is your creation. Yes, now if you know what that quote is from, make sure you reach out to us and let us know on either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything else, email, I don't know. Let us know in person. Yeah, back to the show. Well, 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 we were worried whether we'd welcome you back, but Leaping Lizards looks like little old us were literally worried for nothing. We just sat down through Zack Snyder's Justice League, and wow, what a night. It's four hours later, and we have opinions. Not the ones we all thought we'd have, but we're going into this, so boys, let's discuss. Yes. Can I just say, though, that still only counts as one. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It was impressive, though. It was Agreed. Absolutely impressive. Beautiful. I had I had two that I was thinking about all of yesterday, and there we go. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Um, yeah. And I say yesterday because it's the next day because we had to wait for this film to come out for us to sit down and watch it, and it's we've now watched so it. So long. It was a long time. There was no I don't know what way. You mean. There was no way we were going to record talking about COVID, a heavy subject, and then watch a four-hour movie. And then talk about the Snyder Cut in one sitting. No, oh, we had no, to no, nap. No. Oh, I, I, well, I almost <laughs> napped during the second hour of it because honestly, I had, to, I had to cover my, I had to put my arms over my face a little bit just so you guys wouldn't see me falling asleep because I was drifting off. But I, I, I recovered. I recovered. Um, Is, did it help that I gave you pillows or not? Didn't help. <laughs> They're very comfy. Let's be honest. Um, yes. So we did. We sat through four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, And we are feeling mixed emotions here, but not for the reasons, Bianca, as you you kind of said, that we thought we would. Exactly. Um, Mixed emotions because um, it was... Phil and I thought it was going to be shit. We thought it was going to be crap. We thought that Justice League was garbage (laughs) and we thought that everything that Zack Snyder touches seems to turn to crap. Um... Unfortunately he, he, for him. Here, here is a very brief opinion. Mm-hmm. It's the first Zack Snyder film that I like. 
Now, for anyone that doesn't know Bianca, that is um, that's a statement. the highest praise I have a possible. passionate hatred towards Zack Snyder films. And it all started when he ruined the 300 with sick historical inaccuracies and a man in a <laughs> loincloth that looked terrible. Oh, dear. Anyway. Yes, on with the but show. But this was okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was okay. Yes. Now, now um, obviously last week, Drew gave us a brief history on, on what the reason for this film's existence was. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we also learned that nothing that Whedon shot was being used um, for this cut of the film. Because 20%. It, be- which you can tell so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, just how much changed. Yeah. And isn't it funny? We could see where there was footage that had come from Snyder, but it had been reworked so that that footage led to a completely different point in plot. Like, For it- example, the uh, scene where they're discussing in the Whedonverse if they should resurrect Superman yeah, was actually a discussion in the Snyderverse of them finding out how Cyborg came to be and realizing they could use the same method to resurrect Superman. Because what was it in the Whedon one? So it was just a discussion or an argument or something. Should we bring back Superman? Whereas in this one, it was the seriousness of the, why do you know so much about this? Are you a double agent kind of thing? Yeah, because no no one knew who Cyborg was. Yes. Whereas the rest of them had no connection to the mother box, Cyborg Mm. showed up with the mother box. You're right. Which was completely different. The rest of them were trying to figure out what was wrong with them. This guy just shows up and has one and he's like, yep, need to. And his dad has a connection to it and all of this stuff. So it's kind of like, who are you? Drew, just quickly from from a behind the scenes kind of point of it, with the amount of looking at the Whedon one versus this one, hmm. um, the amount of scenes that were in exactly the same place, people standing in exactly exactly the same place, but the dialogue was completely different. Different jokes were said or different things were said entirely. Were they all, all reshoots for the Whedon cut? Did they go back to those spots and redo that scene with different dialogue? Yeah, so... Well, what was the not, point of not, any of it? Not all of it. Some of it so was just, it was like, al- from a distance and they just overdubbed. Yeah, so some some would have been that or alternative takes. Right. But the majority of it was the the scheduled additional photography that became essentially reshoots. Because the scheduled in time was not meant to be them reshooting scenes. It was meant to just be additional photography. But it turned out to become both. E.g. Diana and Bruce walking, telling the story of the Age of Heroes. Yeah. Yep. In the Whedon cut, they're walking by the lake. Yep. Yep. In the uh, Snyder cut, they're talking about it in the hangar. Yeah. Like she, mm. Diana arrives and says there's an issue yes. kind of thing while Bruce is working on the plane. Um, but I feel like we've jumped ahead. Yes, we have. So let's just ask the first question. Mm-hmm. Was the Snyder cut better yes. than the yes. Whedon cut? Yes, yes, um, Why? <laughs> why? Why? Okay, so um, the Whedon cut was a remarkably forgettable film because it was not very good. Um, it was not very good because it was trying to... You need to understand, if you haven't seen any DC films and you haven't heard us discuss it before, DC films are... 
ultimately more gritty than what Marvel films are. Marvel films are very lighthearted. And Which take, mirrors their comics. Yeah, and it takes the piss out of itself a lot, um, intentionally, as, as Drew was talking about off-air um, to me. It's an intentional thing to take the piss out of yourself because it's it's funny, mm. but also if you don't take yourself too seriously, people won't look for the flaws, um, which is a clever move on, on, on their behalf. But DC films have always been more gritty by choice. I don't know, but they just always have been. Um, and we've, we were kind of robbed of the grittiness of well, what, what we're expecting to get because Whedon was brought in from doing Marvel and Marvel success, you know, to... On, on Warner Brothers' behalf, make it lighter. Make it mm. more fun and family-friendly and all this sort of crappy shit, which is so unnecessary for film, which unfortunately is set in a world or in a universe which is quite gritty. Um, and I think that, that we had a lot of things at play here because it was definitely a rushed thing. There was definitely... Um, we had a storyline that didn't play to something so lighthearted and friendly like the Whedon one was and this one was we also had a very limited runtime. I say limited it was pretty generous but nonetheless still limited for Whedon's one this one um, was able to play out as long as as Snyder wanted it to go which was definitely he's definitely being has pros and cons this is where I'll I'll say I didn't enjoy the runtime because a lot of it I felt was gratuitous it was just him it, being was, like... Yeah. But it was because he could. It, but but see, the, the thing that I find the problem with that is that the four-hour runtime was... Mm. It's not just because he could now. Mm. That was what he originally wanted to do. Oh, but, but a lot of the times... That, that, but that's that's often how films are. Film, films do often have an enormous runtime with the intention of we're going to cut back on the story here to make a more con- concise story. I agree, but Snyder has a history of being writing for four hours and wanting every hour in it yeah that's that's true every and, minute of and, that four and hours and he, he can't cut back and it's funny we're having a discussion about this off air which was along the lines of um this was snyder in some ways going yeah yeah you want me to do it dc do you want you want me to do it you want the fans are saying it you want me to do it all right fuck you I'll do you a film. I'll do a Snyder Cut version. It's going to be called The Snyder Cut. It's going to have my name on there because I'm doing this one. This is me. I'm back and I'm doing it again. Um, you know, this is my chance to to basically say, fuck you. This is what I can do. Mm. This is what I'm made of kind of thing. Um, so I think that he got carried away with that idea and that's exactly why we've got a four-hour four run time. I do think that had it been... His release, this film, could have been in cinemas at a three-hour runtime, and I probably would have forgiven it because four hours is that's a whole lot of extra time. Yeah, I could, like, I could just, see it being two and a half. Just to three. the one mm-hmm. scene where after they finish defeat Steppenwolf mm-hmm. and chuck him in the th- hole, which spoilers they defeat Steppenwolf. I think everyone figured that one out. Look, <laughs> basically, anyway. just to say, basically the story, if you look at it from what happens in Whedon's cut to what happens in Snyder's cut. Mm -hmm. Vaguely, it's the same story. Like very vaguely. Very vaguely. Broad strokes. If you were to still get from A to B. If you were to write beginning, middle, end, beginning Bruce finds a team, Mm -hmm. middle, they bring Superman back to life, end, they defeat Steppenwolf. Mm -hmm. Same film. I feel feel however Yes. The 
like the, the, the what I was trying to say in the beginning was the scene right after they finish defeat Steppenwolf is they they stand on top of the big tower yeah. and they show one flash of them mm-hmm. and then they show a second flash of them mm. at this at a different angle yeah. and those both flashes I think cost about 45 seconds to a minute mm. and a half yep easy and for what you know for yeah like why yeah just to it, it's a nice shot but mm. it didn't have to be that long and i think that's part of um oh, that's snyder snyder's problem absolute, like um yeah but he does he does that for a lot of things like even the um the flash scene the first time we see flat mm. barry use his powers mm. brilliant scene yeah, i that did enjoy it a long time so long like it could have been also actually the really creepy touching of the face I didn't enjoy. But that scene went for really long. Like he could have yeah. the fact that the man has super speed and they mm. show his scenes the slowest. Um the uh, the second scene that he has running, which is near the end of the movie, yeah. we should just say this is all spoilers. Just Yeah. Go with it. But yeah. the second scene at the end of the movie where he's running through space, which mm. is basically him running through the speed force, which I appreciated as a fan of the flash mm-hmm. being like we get to see the speed force this is the first time we've ever seen the speed force in a mainstream movie like yeah. amazing but god it took forever like that oh, scene could that have scene been hard well, I, I do have to also have to say just to comment on the acting here um I, what's his name again Ezra Ezra Miller. Miller. he does a really bad job of pretending like he's running in slow motion Yes. Oh my god! It yes, was we commented on why that at the does very his arms flail so wide? It wasn't that; it was the, so the weird, much. the weird feet. It was both. The it, weird feet everything at the was weird at the end there. Whenever he was having his mumbling talk to himself as he was going into whatever the, the whatever you said the thing was speed force. When that was when he was doing that thing, his mm. arms were just all over the place. It's like he was halfway through a trip. I really did appreciate with his speed though, the evolution that we saw of it, where we saw him. Um, we, he, we saw that he was already great at his speed. He um, saves Iris West. That was the, who the chick was, uh, yep. who played by something Clemens. Can't remember her name. Yeah. Um, so he saves Iris West. You see his powers. He can freeze time. Mm-hmm. Then he, when he brings Superman back, you can see he can kind of reverse time, but he can't really control it. Then in the final time, he goes really super fast. Yes. He's actually controlling it. And he's like, I have to go back a bit. Yeah. He forces himself to heal. And yes. he... Because, um, of course, there's other, other elements that you can do really quickly. Yeah, he can heal really quickly. He can... Um, fa- he, there, there's an element that they haven't shown, but he can actually phase through walls because he can move so quickly that his atoms vibrate through yes. and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has other powers. But anyway, so he runs through the speed force and you can actually see him fully turn back time. And then you find out it's a power that... And this annoyed me. You find out then that it's a power he's always had, but he made a rule never to break it. That's what he was saying in the, the, that, that right. 10 minute speech that he had during that. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear what he was saying half the time because he was just mumbling to himself with all this loud music going on around and all these flashes and everything like that. So I didn't really listen to what he was talking about. I also, also, he's quite an annoying character, so I don't really have any time for what he had to say anyway. I just think Ezra Miller's annoying. No, okay, so so this comes to this comes to um, an element of the film that um, was kind of surprising thing for us was that so we knew that the Whedon cut was a very light-hearted thing. Mm. I hated how um, 
a, a comic relief Jason Moa was. Yeah. And I also hated The Flash, Ezra Miller. Um, I hated how kind of spectrumy kind of humor he was. He, he was a very awkward person. Very awkward person. Yeah, no, stu- um, stupidly and, awkward. And he just didn't fit in social settings. And so therefore he was very uncomfortable. But I feel like they took the piss out of that kind of thing in um, in in the Whedon cut. And so therefore he was just annoying. And I made the comment that I thought that the film was too funny for something like this. It's not what I was expecting. Which was a, a, a very intentional thing from WB going into um, Whedon's cut of, of Justice League. This one though, we were all surprised with how light it was. It was a very mm. gritty film. Just uh, Jason Momoa didn't have any kind of humour to him. No, it's like his character has a there personality was some, switch. There was some no, no, but, parts but of humour where he was like, yeah. but it wasn't, he wasn't comic he wasn't relief. Doing it, it wasn't his, forced comedy. Yeah. His reacting off of like Bruce especially, yeah. that was funny because they're just so opposite people. Yeah, but, but, mm. but and that's okay. But, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is like that kind of humour was better than the forced. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. It, because it was natural comedy because it was just in conversation it's like we were listening in on someone's conversation rather than Jason Momoa turning to the camera and giving us a wink and going, hey guys, see I made a funny joke there? Laugh along now. That was the Whedon cut. So I think the fact that we got something that was so naturally... Anytime there was humour, it was natural. I still did think that um, Ezra Miller's character was annoying. But as Drew said to me, um, did, didn't I notice the transition he went to yeah. through from being an awkward kind of giggly kind of loser guy not fitting in at all and being very socially awkward to by the end of it being in some ways if it wasn't for him there wouldn't have been a, the resolution that we had so about about halfway through the film i noticed the switch start so mm-hmm. after the tunnel fight he like that's his first real big conflict and that affects him mm-hmm. so he tones down the humor mm-hmm. and we still get little bursts of it, like when he goes into the Batcave and he gets all excited. Yes. Which is and when he goes and how are you going to do this with the power of love? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that line a lot. <laughs> I actually found that oh, really true. They uh, they all just disappeared like that. Pardon? The line that he said, you know, oh, oh yeah, it's a commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah, but he, you can see that he really wants to be there and to be a part of this, and in that moment at the end, right before he makes the run, as soon as he gets hit by the gun, mm-hmm. and, and and he goes, I just need a second ad, the wind knocked it. He doesn't tell them that no. w- what's actually happened to him. No. Something that's, that ruled him out of action earlier in the film, suddenly it's like, yeah. Yeah, just give me a sec. Yeah, because, because remember, he gets clipped in the leg yeah. in the tunnel fight, and that's enough to basically decommission him. Yeah. In this, That was a giant chunk taken out of his torso. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really liked the development of his character over the course of the film because yes he is very annoying in the first half and yes. as, as Phil so eloquently put very spectrumy in a in a way that doesn't necessarily do the film any pardon the pun justice yes um, but it, but again but- I didn't appreciate how much of a kind of send up it was in the Whedon one where that wasn't done yeah. as someone did ca- and that's. I, I put the red flag up. We stopped it at about that point. Um, yeah. Just after that. And I commented on it being like, oh, here we go. Like, oh, God. But I, I hadn't given the credit to the film in being, giving it the chance to run its course kind of thing. Because I was expecting with my backup after the Whedon cut that yeah. 
oh here we go we're going to have a piss take of someone like this they're just socially awkward and they're just a, like a bit of a loser like oh for god's sake but, like but we've guys, seen enough of that happen but guys in the weeding cart Bruce boldly broke into Barry's basement in discuss, to discuss brunch in the Batmobile, and that doesn't happen this time. Boom. Um, but what I was really going to say... <laughs> that's true. They don't discuss brunch. No, they don't discuss brunch. Brunch isn't in it, that. so that's um, definitely a Whedon thing. I forgot about the brunch But thing. what I was going to say about Aquaman is that I really wanted in the Whedon... When I was watching the Whedon cut... Mm. I was always disappointed that there was not more between Arthur and Diana because the fact that both of their people were like these ancient... Well, such, such in, in, uh, ancient civilizations that, that were that at meant war so with much. each other. Yeah, yeah and like they, they had history. With, mm. Despite being the first time they met, they had history. They both were yeah. out, kind of outcasts from their societies. They both lived for these Atlantean and Amazonians. Just, you know, they, they knew about the war before... Mm any of the humans did because Barry's still human. So is Bruce. Um, Mm. That's the difference between them. They knew about all this, but then they never really acted, react, acted together with weed and cut the scene where they go to dig up Superman. Yes. 90% sure in the weed and cut because I haven't watched it. Mm. Um, Diana and Arthur aren't there. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's just the other two. Yeah. It's just them two. And they say something about, them having to be there to do it mm-hmm. to get like why do we have to get this job kind of thing and yep. that's all the reference you see of them digging up superman but even in that scene i genuinely liked how because when i watched the weed and cut i was like they could but between the two of them they could do this in half a second mm. and they discussed that it's like barry goes we could do this in a mm-hmm. nanosecond yep and they both look at each other and be like superman is someone we both admire and i kind of like that respect there because you don't really know anyone else's relationship to superman yeah and this is also a big problem i have with snyder he makes relationships happen in nanoseconds yes i don't appreciate it i don't like it even in this I well it's unbelievable you you you're meant, to, meant we're meant to be believing the point of this thing is that we're meant to get swept up and carried away and and, and believe the world that we're seeing it's unbelievable when we know something like that doesn't happen like that. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't... It Like, even to compare it to Avengers. Mm. In Avengers, um, Iron Man and Scarlet Witch knew each other for a while. Mm-hmm. So, and Iron Man knew Phil Coulson and Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, Cap knew Nick Fury. He was friends with How, uh, mm. uh, Tony's dad. Uh, Howard Stark. There's fleshed out... They, they get yeah. time to flesh things out. Bruce, and- Bruce Banner and... Um, Tony Stark admired each other's work. Um, Don't really like each other, but, but no, admired each other's they admired work. each other's work. Hawkeye and Black Widow were best friends. Like, there's all these relationships within this team before they even get together mm. that we've never seen on camera, but we've heard about in each other's stories. Yeah. So if you're going to see a relationship unfold on screen, you got to put the hard yards in. Yeah. And Snyder doesn't do that. Snyder, d- no. So even we were discussing mm. earlier with Man of normally, Steel. Normally, so he normally doesn't do it. In this, he kind of did a little bit in the, the sense of building the respect about Superman. Yeah, so that was a bit of a scene. Mm. The fact that Cyborg... The Cyborg and Flash's relationship, you see build up. Yeah. You see them... And then also their mutual respect for Superman. They're, yeah. they're fans... They're, as young guys, they're fans, fans of, of Superman. Fans of Superman, yes. Mm. And that's why they're not taking and the, then you using see, their powers to do this. And you see Diana and Arthur. Yes. And you see more of Diana and Bruce in this one, but... Yeah. 
the beginning is confusing because Diana just showing up to Bruce after them having only a couple of interactions over the last things was a bit weird, but you kind of get more because it's mm. urgent. Um, but yeah, like... But what was your reference to Superman, uh, Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel or whatever? Oh, Man of Steel, Lois Lane and Superman's relationship makes no sense in Man of Steel. Well, actually on that then, I, I, I heard you mention it and I was like, oh, let's come back to that point kind of thing. Um, what do you guys think then if we look at look at this as... So obviously Snyder lost command of his of the Snyder universe essentially yep um, which is a five a five film arc of um, Man of Steel Batman vs Superman this one Justice League and then two more Justice League films after this yep um, he lost command of that um, in unfortunate circumstances life kind of happened to him and then Warner Brothers jumped at the opportunity to pull it away from him and change the course of history essentially because bvs and man of steel weren't that great yeah but but that's it so so i think that um do we think because we've seen this and it was honestly it was it was i i loved it i think it was i think it was good i think it was I really really good. again it was too long but again i respect the time in this sense because it's mm. you want me to do a film I'll do you a film then. I'm going to do it my way and you can either take it or leave it and that's it. I'm doing it my way and that's it. There's a so, lot of respect about that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, so, so, I, so I get that kind of part of it. But looking at it as why did they not commit to this and why did Warner Brothers essentially self-sabotage by not committing to this kind of, not necessarily this runtime, but this quality of film, mm. is it because of the quality of Man, uh, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman? I... I don't think because they were crap. Warner Brothers Sorry, had Drew. faith. It was two flops. Yep. At the time of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Yeah. At, yep. As we discussed, like like last week, at the time of Justice League, and a lot of things was happening in Warner Brothers. Not only was the AT and T buyout happening, but the fact that the CEO of Warner Brothers, whose name I can't remember, not the CEO, the like the head dude of Warner Brothers, yeah, was. In a sex scandal, he mm-hmm. assaulted yep. a woman, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But also they just had their back up about it. They went into yep. this being like, let's just wait and see for this. Let's see how yep. shit this turns and out to be. And then they went, no, nah, it's, it's what we thought. I won't lie. You don't blame This them. is a great story, right? Mm. Yeah. But if you had watched, if you had just watched Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman back to back, and then you watch this. You'd have your back up and expect you, it to be Not right. only would you have your back up, you'd watch it and you'd be so super critical of it mm. and try and pull everything you'd apart. Pick it apart, yeah. And, and I, I, like, I, again, I don't like Batman versus Superman. I don't like Man of Steel. And yet you're letting me wear a BVS shirt in your house. Oh, that I don't care about. I've got, <laughs> I've got Batman versus Superman logo shirt stuff, like. Because it's a cool logo. But that's the thing. No, no, no. But that's the thing. Because Warner Brothers still knows that they make more money out of merchandise. Indeed and they do. And if this failed, they didn't sell that much Batman versus Superman merchandise because no one liked it. Yeah. If this failed, they were like, we're not... And it cost so much. Let's be real. Mm. This money, this this movie cost a shit ton. And I don't think Warner Brothers are ever going to see it back outside of merchandising they lost 50 million on justice league so and then they pumped an extra 70 million into the snyder cut yeah yeah so when justice league when its first release hit 
I'm just trying to um, bring up the numbers very quickly. So its original budget was set at about 300 million, but the film box office was 657.9. Now factoring in the cost of marketing and all of that as well that 300 is literally the film's budget not the marketing budget Mm. so once all of that is taken into account the film technically lost the studio 50 million dollars that has to all be made up in merchandising but i think also it's going to be made up in people subscribing to hbo max which is what i'm sure they're counting on yeah so that's what they're banking on here by making the 70 million dollar investment into the snyder cut yeah that that will allow for it pretty much but like i think i think they need to rethink i think i think not only does wb not need to rethink this but i think snyder does too because I am certain that Snyder's original plans for Justice League 2 and 3 yeah. were probably going to be along the same lines of BVS and Man of Steel originally, back when this was all first conceived. Mm. It is very clear to me, watching this, that he looked back at all the criticism from Man of Steel mm. and BVS and were like, so. you know what, I'm going to try and do better. Mm-hmm. But he and could. Did he? <laughs> Do I you think he has. I think he has. Yeah. If I was to watch Justice League this version, having never seen the other two movies, mm. I would want to see the other two movies and then get disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's funny. That's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of good that we've had the reverse. Um, it. I'm just thinking on on what you've just said. Um, Over the years, Zack Snyder has said a lot about these films and and the ones that haven't been made. And a point that he had always made, particularly after making Batman vs. Superman, was that that was always intended to be the darkest chapter and that the three Justice League films would be lighter in tone and... But would I have a more that, hopeful message. I think that is the stupidest thing you could ever do. Like, I'm sorry. I don't find Zack Snyder a good storyteller. This is the only thing I've ever enjoyed. But mm. if that was the case, mm. why would you make the second film the darkest and then lift it up? Because that that is counter... What you do is you bring it to such a dark point... Yeah. And then you bam with the light. And that's how you build tension. And even this, he doesn't really know how to build tension. No. If you watch Batman versus Superman, the entire thing is anxiety inducing because it's always at a constant level of tension. there is a threat. Yeah. There and is a threat. A there is a for threat. The first half hour. Yeah, yeah. But because he's broken it up in chapters, yes. which there's seven chapters, if you guys haven't watched it yet or you and guys think, there's seven spends- chapters in each chapter has its own rise and fall intention. Yeah. Yep. That's good. But which first, is why it felt episodic as well. The first two hours or so is him laying the groundwork and setting all the chess pieces yeah. into place. Yes, but you, if you, like, when you're watching it, you yeah. feel the tension rise because something's happened. The very first thing, mm. you know, when Superman died, something happened. Yeah. The mother boxes sent out this signal to yeah. the other world, the yeah. other dimension. Then... You see Bruce looking for uh, uh, Arthur, yep. and then 
it goes down and then it you see Lois getting her coffee and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then the tension's yep. brought back down when Bruce finally... When, when Diana gets the signal. Because yep. you see that it's kind of like that relief of she has the signal now. Mm. And then mm. you see it rise again when they're trying to figure out how to bring this team together and mm. saving people. And then it falls when they've got Superman mm. back and now they have a plan. Yes. Then it rises again with the fight scene and it falls when they win. Yeah. And then it rises again and it mm. stays at the top because it's supposed to be a mm. cliffhanger, which I can respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like I just, I don't know how that makes sense in a movie. There's a rise, there's a fall, there's a mm. rise, there's a fall. Mm. Every other one of his films is just so tense yeah. all the way through when I just don't get it. But like, I need to ask, so with the cliffhanger. Yes. Do you think Jared Leto's Justice League Joker legacy jeopardizes Leto's acting career? I just want to point out that that's JL, 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 JL. That was a good little duration. I appreciate that. Well played. Um, Look, I think that... um, I didn't like um, what I saw from Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. I didn't like what I saw from Jared Leto's um, performance of the Joker. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm? Um, having seen that scene that we saw, um, I want that film, and I—I I mean, I'm kind of in in the, the 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 place now where I'm like, for fuck's sake, why couldn't they have just gone ahead with this? Like, I from if if that was Snyder basically saying this is the best that I got, good luck and enjoy this. This is what you're missing out on. I'm so thoroughly disappointed that I'm missing out on it because that was a really good film. And I'm so annoyed that we're missing out on all all that comes with it. Yeah. So, and I really got to get him in. So Clark Kent, aka Cal L, was killed courageously when he sacrificed himself in BVS. Right. Then he was brought yes. back in this film, and it looks like in the ending he's mm. going to be evil. Do you think it was worth it? Do I think it was worth it? Do you think that this entire arc? will be do you think do you think having this Snyder Cup was worth knowing what we potentially could have but we're probably not going to have yeah I don't know that's the ultimate question Bianca that's the ultimate question is it worth knowing what you could have had to save what was I don't know and I I, look I think that the whole thing is just a crying shame I think that Snyder not being at his best or not delivering his best for two films three films kind of um, is a crying shame because we could have had something sensational, and it's almost like, it's almost like a I'm disappointed with you, Zach, for not mm. being like this the whole way through, um, for it to get to the final straw kind of thing, or a or a chance of, at redemption, but only a one off redemption. Um, I think that's a shame because I think we've missed out on something potentially truly great, and I think Snyder's quite responsible for the failure of the um, DC universe. Um, but I think it's a shame. I, I think I don't know if it's worth it because it was such a good film that it's almost like, well, this is what I wanted, but I'm not going to get it. So is it worth it? I don't know. True. I would rather live in a world where I've been able to see this and I spent four years really deeply frustrated at feeling so meh over what came out. So... 
I yeah I I am very aware that we may never see the complete fruition of it but I am very happy that this is now out there both as a viewer and and as just someone who's championing for other people to get to fulfill their goal and their dream and this was what he had worked on for so long so to get that out in the world the way he has I, I think that's fantastic and e- even on that like I, I've just seen over Twitter that there have been other filmmakers most notably Matt Reeves who is directing the new Batman film who has gone ahead and shown his support going what a long painful epic journey to this day my friend but you did it so happy your vision is finally being shared with the world can't wait to see and even the greatest of the competitors the russo brothers directors of the last two avengers films Mm. from two superhero junkies to another so excited that your vision has been truly realized much respect we'll be watching along with everyone else isn't this film though just a massive analogy for the entire dc film universe it is like potential for such greatness yep but man that just can can we quickly just throw out there because we haven't we've we've gone over this way longer than we thought we were going to go but yeah the techniques um we didn't talk much about it but like the aspect ratio I didn't enjoy the aspect ratio. I I know, Drew, you did. I'm the only one that liked it. It's broadcast in basically old school square. Yeah, I don't get it. I could have just pulled out my old shitbox TV and it'd be fine. Look, you're welcome to chuck the black bars over the TV for it, but... No, that, just no, have it I, broadcast it's not even, in widescreen on to fill the size of a television screen. Yeah, I just wanted it to fill yeah. the width. I didn't really care about the height. I don't we, need we, super widescreen, just we, have it big enough to fill the screen. We could have altered the TV to do that. Oh, like, of course. But no, no, but then it would have looked weird and I wouldn't have wanted to. But, but that's the thing. When, when it was shot, it was shot with the masking over the lens so that they could see that version of it. And that is what came out of the Whedon cut. What we saw, though, was what he wanted it to be. So everything is in frame the way it was mapped out to be. This, it's not like he made this decision in post-production. Can I just say, he uses so much CGI, and even even in this, the CGI got on my nerves, but the story was so good. And again, if the story is good, I'm there for it. Yep. The story was so good in this one. I could look past all the shitty CGI that he does. Unfortunately, I think all superhero movies are at that point now these days. I, I, I think... I, I just don't understand, though, again, how a studio like Warner Brothers could be on board with a film released in a format which is so archaic and unnecessary nowadays. Screens do not reflect that at all. Why would you be on board with something like that? Pretty it's- certain he had carte blanche here <laughs> no no but you know what i mean like I doubt but, there was much they said no to but, it but, at this but point if this was let's say this wasn't the the yep. Snyder cut let's say this yep. was the original release of the film yep there is no way in hell warner brothers would have said you know what we're gonna be bold here i'm on board let's do it absolutely no, they no would not have. chance in hell hmm. that that would have ever happened just release it in widescreen format because that's how films are you're, I know you're doing something unique here with this thing, but mate, you're on thin ice as it is. As it is, just release it in normal format. 
Do yeah. you know when I did like his CGI? When? When Superman's super special super speed scene surprised some superheroes like Flash. Yep. Oh, good lord. Can I get what count I'm up to? You got one more to go. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, this is really hard. I've do had you to wanna, Do you want to pump it out now? Or I think we should... Uh... Well, actually, I've got a fun fact for you. Yes. All Because you guys wanted me to do alliteration and we're going to be talking about Justice League. And I remembered this. that fact that all of uh, Superman's girlfriends have the same initials, initials. as his birth mother. LL. That's Lois Lane, true. Lana Lang, Laurie Lem- 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 Lemoris, and his mother's name is Lara Lorvan. That's true. So does that's, that count? That's six, Bianca. You did the ten. I did the ten. Woo! I did the punishment. Ten. Congratulations. Well played. And on that note, that sound can mean only one thing. It is the end of the show. But just before we wrap up, we do need to get to our sick Kent of the week. I think we all know who we can No, vote. no, no, we don't. Because wow. Oh, we I, don't? No, because I have a nominee that I think absolutely deserves it, and that is all the fans that championed for this to actually happen. Oh, no, I hate those people. They oh. always, I walk into a comic book store and someone asks me, Are you excited for the comic Snyder Cut? No, fuck you. What, you'd okay. rather give it to Zack Snyder? I would. Okay. I'm um, happy with him getting it. But, but okay, okay. Okay. Well, in that case, then, <laughs> I, I, I thought you wouldn't be on board with it. It, it so it's down to then um, the fans of the Snyder Cut or Zack Snyder, and I think purely then on the basis of, of redemption, Zack Snyder, you are this week's sick Kent of the week. Yes. I yeah. can't believe he made a film that I liked. Well, it's redemption <laughs> again. It's it. Look, and I had to sit there for four hours through it. You Took did a pandemic to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a brave new world. But anyway, that is it for the show for this week. That yes, was a long is. one. Thank you for sticking with us, guys. Sorry, guys. Don't worry. It wasn't for us like the film, but man. Close to it. Yeah. Yeah. We pushed it. Um, There's no director's cut of this. No, that's right. Drew, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Bianca. Bianca, thank you. Thank you, thank Phil. You thank you, both. Drew. Thank you both for sitting through a four-hour movie with me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Given that I was the only one that actually really wanted to watch it. Yes. Drew, I'm glad you had fun tonight because next week is your punishment for not getting your punishment. Absolutely. I'm correct. okay with this. Anyway, until next week. Yep. Yep.